Hello, and welcome to Plastic Platforms number 11. It's been a while, a uh, mixture of may not be, it's a bit hard in the summer with the kids, because they're off on the school holidays and they go to bed later, etc. and various different things, And but we will try and get back to every two weeks, at some point we will. How are you, Centurion? I'm doing pretty good. Um things are on the up and up for me so i'm actually kind of excited to be here um a lot i guess you could say there's a lot to talk about everybody seems to be kind of i don't want to use the term butt hurt but oh my god social media has been alive for a while oh i don't actually look at any of it on on social media as such because uh they just it doesn't matter who you are, you can't ever win because they always want the last word. So even if even even if you're correct, yeah, and say for instance, I've seen people on social media argue with people that actually have got degrees and they work in mergers, etc., and still tell them they're wrong. They're wrong. No, no, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. You can never win on social media. You can't, and I haven't listened to all the podcasts. I haven't. Um, I can see a lot of the descriptions and um, not descriptions. Sorry, the thumbnails that have been very misleading with this Sony Brazil stuff. I presume that's what you're talking about. And a lot of even the games media websites, if you read the articles properly, a lot of them are misleading the people too. They are. They're not uh, interpreting it as it as it should be, but um, it's, it's the way of the world now, isn't it? Clickbait, and you know, got to get the clicks in. But there is certain websites like you know, Kotaku is the biggest clickbait site. But uh, VGC, it's all right. But I tell you what, sometimes they make articles based off off tweets that ain't verified or anything. A lot of them are starting to do it. They're starting to turn news into a Twitter account that could be fake and gets deleted. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a bit weird now. that Whatever happened to journalism where you research a story and you you get your facts straight and you, it doesn't happen now, does it? Because of the, um, the, fast, the fast world we're living in. Well, to kind of add on to that, you know, this goes into the conversation that we were having in that DM with uh, your friend Steele. Yeah, Luke Steele. It comes, it comes down to uh, the concept of what is standard and practices when it comes to marketing. Oh, it's not ethical. So that's the funny part that I think it was like the concept of like what we were talking about, like yeah. how Xbox had to somehow underhandedly create the destiny cologne campaign to let oh, everybody know that de that destiny was also on xbox because of yeah. what he's in a contract well, uh well yeah and then it was well, also about like what red dead 2 did on putting it on their box playstation exclusive now which i thought was really cool is i like, didn't she didn't he show me the copy of a game from the uk i think he's that's probably he, if he sent you a picture knowing luke that's probably his his box he, he collects stuff I'm not right. saying it is but normally when he sends you a picture it's normally his well to his. me it re it reminded me of the 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 uh the cons like the consumer uh m like m the consumer age rating 
for uh, at least the UK because it said 18 in the corner of the box here in the U- here in the United States. They yeah, just put the word mature. Yeah, no, they've changed it now. Back then it was 18. Now, but what happened was back then the video, sorry, the movies used to buy uh, the film, what we call them films really in the UK. When you buy them, there was age ratings. It used to be 18, sorry, 16, and all this different, and PG and 13A, or I can't remember. But they've now changed it. It's now you get Peggy 16, and you get they've changed all the ratings balls. But yes, it used to be it used to be called 18s. It did. But they've messed about with it. They've changed it. To make it so gaming's got their own age verification system rather than basically were using the same age rating system as the as the as the as the, the films that come out. But yes, that probably was Luke's picture. That was the sent. And See, yeah, it does say if, if you're a casual, it does say exclusive. But then if you look it at says, it, if you, yeah, if you read yeah. the tag, it says PlayStation exclusive, and then underneath it, and actually decently sized lettering, um, and it says play, you know, exclude, you know, play exclusive uh, content on the play, uh, PS4 early. Too many damn P's. Um, but the one thing that, like here in the states. Um, a lot of those tags are actually yeah. v- the the print is a lot smaller. Oh, and okay. here, what really like this is one of the things I I wish the United States would go towards a more consumer oriented style of protections for the consumer. Um, and the reason why I say that because compared to like the UK and especially like Australia and New Zealand and them. What basically in the United States, if you go buy a game like Cyberpunk when it first came out, yeah, uh, regardless of it being digital or physical, um, that game's yours. Regard that game could be the world's biggest broken piece of shit. Excuse my French, but there is no way for you to take that game back. Um, and yeah, in UK, you, 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 I don't know about digital how it works, but um. But uh, I think you can. But with uh, game boxes, yeah, you will be. You're able allowed to like a couple it. days in. Like yeah. I, I know in some countries you're 14, allowed a few days. I think I think it's fourteen days. The the minute so unless um, it's changed. Here's what's and this is what I'm talking about is it's all more oriented towards protecting the business rather than the consumer. I literally bought a PlayStation P, uh, PS4 Pro. I got the yeah. Star Wars edition console and it came with a copy of Battlefront 2 in the plastic. I basic I owned the game on Xbox physically and I rebought yeah. the game on digital to get the to get like the new upgrades for the game with the new characters and stuff. And so I basically had three I had three copies of the game, one digital, two physical, one on each console. When I bought this ps4 pro i didn't open the game because i thought in my mind oh well i'm gonna take it to um whatchamacallit gamestop and show them that's a new copy and blah 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 they pretty much kicked me out of the store because i had an unopened game that i was trying to trade in really yep because they were like well how do we know you didn't steal this and i'm like 
because I, and the funny part is I bought the PS4 pro from that exact same GameStop. And they thought like, it was just like, well, how do we know you didn't steal this? We're not allowed to take something that's still in the packaging. And I'm like, Oh my freaking God, this is freaking dumb. So literally the, mm-hmm. the manager told me I had to leave and I couldn't come back for 24 hours. And when I would come back, I would have to have the game already opened. And I completely shook my head at this con and it, basically it's all because of copyright laws and that, that little plastic seal around it. Um, here in the States, the minute you crack that little plastic seal on whether it's a CD, a movie, a game, I, anything that has any kind of copyright protection behind it, that is yours because you are, right. act, they treat you like you went home and I mass produced copies of that thing. And now you're just I, taking it back. I'm just forced to make now, I don't know if it was in Britain or somewhere. It was anyway. Welcome to Masuku and uh, Goat Force Gaming. Thanks for popping in, guys. Hope you're doing well. Um, and it was to do with Bethesda. I don't know if this is when Microsoft owned them. You may have heard about it a year or two, a couple of years ago, a few years ago. Someone was trying to sell brand new copies, they basically bought a game they didn't want and they tried to resell it on Amazon. Uh, the professor gave them a uh, um, cease and desist order for trying to sell a new game. That they legally said that you don't have the right to sell a brand new game. You only have the right to sell a pre-owned copy of the game. And I think uh, it might be a few years back. It made the news and everything. No, I still can't believe it. Yeah, but I think it was in the UK or something. I don't. Know, it, well, I'm saying that it might have been in America, but it was through Amazon. I couldn't believe they went all to all the effort of doing that. Fucking weird, isn't it? That is. And that's where, and that kind of leads back to like what you were talking about, how the gaming sites make very misleading things to get clicks. The game companies do very misleading things to get sales. Um, very true. And that's I where. Know, I know earlier I called Sony geniuses for the PlayStation exclusive. Now, on the box. Now, while that's true, I didn't I didn't get a chance to reply. I didn't mean it was great. I just thought, if you're a business, you want to make money. I'll be honest, with PlayStation 4 generation, that, that little sticker worked massively. Because I know people that were telling me that uh, Destiny ain't on the pl- ain't on Xbox. And I was like, yeah, it is. No, it's not. There's a sticker on the box. I says, no, 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 read it. And then they read it. Oh, it didn't say the game was exclusive. It just said that there was some exclusive content, you know. But but back then, to be fair, I had a I had a PS I had a PS um, four then because I basically it, you know the story. I was excited for the Xbox One. It came out. Me and all my mates fucking hated it because there was no games. As, as, well, no games we wanted to play. And then in the end, we all got PS4s. But the, the funny thing is, back then, I didn't take advantage of the PS4. I went, I used it as a Destiny one box, basically. Funny enough, and I, for the whole time I had it, I basically just played Destiny, which is is a bit strange, you might think. But I've got a PS4 now, and I'm playing when I get a chance playing some of the the exclusives uh, they've got. The Horizon Zero Dawn is a very good game. But I'm holding out for the to get a PS5 at some point so I can try um, Horizon uh, Horizon Forbidden West, you know. 
I don't know if any of that was relevant into it. I think I just went on tangent then. Sorry. Where were we? No, you're fine. No, it, it's <laughs> the whole concept of like, so <clears throat> that's where like, you know, the concept of that sticker. I'm oh, sorry. Do, um, sorry about that. Doom Reaper, welcome. Thanks for popping by, mate. Um, the whole concept of that sticker being genius, I guess from a money standpoint and, you know, from an executive standpoint where all you are is a numbers based person. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a genius move, but from a humanitarian perspective and the, just wanting to respect, uh, the fact that people are involved, it's extremely like, I will never forget when I worked for somebody and they flat out told me that customers are sheep and you need to guide them along. Um, and my wife also worked for a company that will remain undisclosed. Uh, and they were basically a lending company that lended out money on a very regular basis. And part of her training uh, from the person that did the training that said, if people are going to be dumb and ignorant and keep putting themselves in debt. We are going to help facilitate that because that is what we're here to do. We're not here to help people. We're here to make sure that they are putting themselves in debt. Um, and that's where it like, and that's where it comes down to the idea of being predatory and how you, you act and you conduct business. And it's something I've never agreed with. I've always tried to be transparent as a salesman because in my job, there is a lot of sale. There is a lot of sales oriented stuff. And I'll yeah. bluntly tell somebody, if you're wanting the cheapest damn thing you can get your money, if you want to spend the least amount of money possible on something, you're going to get elsewhere. what you paid for. But yeah, You know, um, that was like when uh, I bought my uh, my PC rig to to do YouTube and work with Adobe. Um, yeah. you know, the guy that helped me pick it out, I, you know, it was like over here trying to be on a budget and he, he flat out told me, he's like, well, you can either buy a computer on a budget and hope you get something that's worth it. Uh, but just to keep in mind, you know, 4k entertainment is actually going to be a big thing. You should future proof yourself and actually spend the extra money. And I happened to listen to him and it's really worked out in my benefit to actually spend the extra money and get something that's going to be a little bit more future proofed. Um, and that's where it just, I can't do the whole predatory practice thing because, you know, like, it's funny that the whole world makes used car salesman jokes. Like nobody likes to use car salesman because they'll twist the truth into making you think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. But then we are over here like, oh my God, you know, freaking Sony does this and does that. And it's like, everybody wants to have this big correlation between Microsoft's marketing and Sony's marketing. Um, well, yeah, Microsoft markets games. They're they sometimes stick their own foot in their mouth, but I also yeah, it's, so it's weird because you'd have thought after all these years of watching how now obviously Sony are still great at marketing places. I'm not talking about the little stickers. I'm on about normally when like even in Britain when when the new say like I'm just guessing. I don't live in the city, you see, but. Um, from what I understand, when a new game comes out, say Horizon Forbidden West, it's literally everywhere. It's on buses, it's on billboard, even in Britain, it's everywhere. Well, I'm not being nasty. When a new game, big game comes out from Xbox, you don't 
you don't see nothing in Britain. You don't see no mass marketing. I think they think their advertising is word of mouth and stick some YouTube ads up. I don't know what they do with their marketing. I mean, they, they should learn from like PlayStation. They're great at it. I'm not about the exclusive sticker, but so... there's been a lot. There's been a lot of missed opportunities. If you ask me, a lot of them. I don't know why. So the it's marketing some, sometimes that... they hit and sometimes they miss. The marketing bug that lives in me. I would not have very many digital campaigns if I was in Microsoft or worry about stuff like that, because the problem is, would you want to have an ad for like, oh, this game's going to be great, but you only see the ad while you're skimming through an Xbox bash article? Um, yeah. And like, and like, I'm just saying like, you know, Xbox knew that their marketing strategy was not work working because they were being undermined not only by PlayStation, but they were being undermined by um, the consumer perception that PlayStation had been, that PlayStation had created. Um, I think it's really interesting that, you know, a lot of these offshoot websites that have the word PlayStation in them, I'm pretty sure receive a lot of funding from PlayStation to basically continue creating these articles um and that's where you like let's face it man i'm not gonna beat around the bush at least from what i have seen and personally read microsoft is graded on a curve where playstation is always been oh playstation's great playstation's great playstation's great no they're effing not playstation in my opinion has been the perpetrators of some of the most anti-consumer crap that we've seen in the past 10 years they are responsible for the biggest data breach in gaming and literally the everybody involved in that was basically given two mediocre games um to add that were PlayStation exclusive imagine that um that means so Sony did not really issue a proper apology and then they gave a half-assed apology on top of that by like here's some internal games that didn't really cost us much what about the people whose personal information was leaked down on the internet and they had credit card names, credit cards taken out in their name or housing loans or, um, you know, I've got a friend right now on the internet that's dealing with literally uh, somebody got a hold of his information somehow and they opened up multiple utility bills in different states across the United States. Goodness. Wow. And that's that's where it, and that's where it's like, so you're telling me, Dealing with the repercussions of my identity being leaked on the internet is worth $120. And the funny part is the two games I got, if you really want to know, were uh, the game Infamous and I also got uh, Little Big Planet. So let, 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 let's break that down. Like those games are really not very groundbreaking either. Um, don't get me wrong. They were great games, but is that a proper compensation for what I would have to go through if my identity that was leaked back then is ever used to this day. And and that's where I just kind of chuckle at that whole situation. Um, Microsoft has one of the best return policies in gaming, hands down. Uh, I don't know about PC, but we'll talk about console platforms, at least hands down. Uh, They have a system where you can literally go in and request a refund uh, as long, and the funny part is the system knows whether or not you qualify to begin with, or you can reach out to customer service. Um, customer service has actually done things for me like, <clears throat> um, 
I bought a game and literally the next day the game was discounted and I said something to customer service and they actually refunded me the difference, even though they weren't supposed to. Microsoft even showed me the policy that the that they don't have to give you anything if they put the game on sale the next day. They like um, to please they like to please people because uh so every so often I mess my Microsoft streak up and I say, No, it weren't me, it weren't me, and then they actually proved to me that it was me. And then oh just because I'm feeling nice, I'll restore your streak for you. I shouldn't do, but there you go. And that's what they do. Sometimes they do restore your streak, even if you, even if they can prove to you, you did you did mess up. They did they did restore my streak, and two days later I fucked it up again. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they do but things like that. You know, they, and to, that's where Microsoft. That's why I prefer to stay on the Microsoft platform. Um, I have done videos on this in the past, but I doubt anybody knows. So, outside of having my oh, identity stolen, that great I, video. I, that great video about when you've done the comparison when you've been attacked on both accounts where oh, PlayStation yeah. couldn't give two dams about you and Xbox locked you down because you don't live in Saudi Arabia. And that's where and they, it started they, with. Yeah. Uh, the guy hacked my PlayStation. He was able to bypass <laughs> systems on Sony's side. He completely was able to go in and change all these credentials before one notification was sent to me about my credentials being changed out. That's and that's where I knew something was up. Um, I had to call Sony the next morning and basically go through this entire process. They're like, well, you need a receipt from something you've bought on that account to prove that the account is yours. And I'm like, dude, you can plainly see that the account was created in the United States and it was hacked out of the United States. So please, yes, tell me right now how that's even possible um, and literally this guy went through and was like, well, we can't, you know, you have to prove the account is yours, even though I gave him all the information on what the account looked like before the credentials were changed. Um, oh, wow. And finally, I was luckily I had bought my <laughs> wife some DLC a month prior and I literally it was I, I, I had that receipt. Thank God, because I bought her some DLC for a game that she played on PlayStation and like literally the guy's like, oh, well, look, look at that. You yeah, it is your account. And it's like, well, no kidding, Sherlock. Um, and so he restored access to my account. I got it back. Um, we put a lot more authorization on the account um, and literally went above. I went completely out of my way to prevent this from ever happening again. But Good. the funny part is the, the same day after we got the account fixed later on that day, I get an email from Microsoft that they have now locked my account because somebody tried to uh, tried to access my account from Saudi Arabia. They took the information that they got from my PlayStation and they started trying to get into my Xbox account. And in Microsoft's genius, hmm. He lives in Arizona and somebody from Saudi Arabia is trying to connect into this account. Something fraudulent's going on here. And they locked my account down and they basically gave me a link to call them right away. That's good. That is, that is. <laughs> right. I love the, the, the friendly pest just made me laugh. Friendly um, pest, Welcome. We're not talking about VR currently. No. Um, but that's where Microsoft has done some really great things when it comes to being very consumer oriented, where yeah. Sony, yeah. If you dig into their terms of terms of services and agreements, 
So like, this is a very, very, uh, if you go on the better business bureau here in the United States, this is where consumers. Oh, would it man? Centurion. Whenever I, you know, have to log into the PlayStation or it logs me out or anything on the place. It's so damn bloody difficult. It's so easy on the old Xbox because you can use that. If you don't want to use your password, I think you can use that Microsoft. I use that Microsoft Authenticator a lot to do stuff, and it's so easy. Oh yeah, I have it all. It's it's all. So they make it difficult. I swear they do it on purpose. And and that's the big problem. Is Sony has created tactics to make their customer service extremely hard to deal with. Um. Their customer service likes to pass the buck because I had other DLC go missing on the Sony side. Um, And when I contacted Sony about it, I was told, well, you need to contact the developer of the software. I reached out to them and the developer of the software was like, what are you talking about? We have no way of revoking anything off of Sony's systems. That's purely a Sony deal. And when I tried to get back to Sony on that, they're like, no, 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 no. It, it's content provided by the developer. The developer. T- and it's like. Actually, actually, I'll tell you what, right? I'm going to ask my dad. And, uh, he bought, he, he's, 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 he's still got PS4 and Xbox One. And he bought Hitman. Hitman. He got the Hitman collection. And for one of them, he bought a season pass. And he d- deleted it and reinstalled it and deleted it. And he could not get the season pass to work for love nor money. And it's too difficult for someone to contact customer support. In America, it might be easier, but it's just, Dad said, he said, oh, if any eight quid, I won't bother. And, and that's asshole. what's messed up you know about I mean? it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so, and to make it even worse, this is an extreme, like if you go on the Better Business Bureau and look up some of the stuff that takes place with Sony. The most number one complaint you will find on the Better Business Bureau has to deal with accounts being hacked and fraudulent purchases being made. And when oh, you that read, policy where they tell you you're responsible, oh, it's your for fault, it. you got hacked, and if you because you can you can actually do a thing where the bank rips it back off Sony. Yeah, but it's called the do, But if you do, they will lock your account until you pay for it. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Exactly. And, and the and the most disgusting part of this is yeah. some of these better business bureau complaints come from deployed uh, members of the United States military and other militaries around the world. Um, and while they're not even anywhere near their PS5, they're out fighting for their countries um, and they come home and find out that all this stuff has been done sometimes into the tune of a, like a couple hundred dollars worth of fraudulent purchases and they contact their bank and they basically do the chargeback thing and Sony locks them out of their their PlayStation accounts revoking everything um and it's just like well you should have done a better job of protecting your identity um which i find completely yeah. disgusting considering Sony is literally like they hold the ball they hold the crown of being the most regularly hacked console on yeah, the market and also being the biggest um the, the biggest yeah. you know they've had the biggest hack in console gaming history happened on the ps3 and i just find it it's like so like literally there is numerous consumer laws that protect sony here in the united states that allow them 
to hold this stance of you should have done a better job, even though we can't. So, yeah, no, although I, I do, I do like PlayStation. There is a lot of like, there's a, there is a lot of downsides to PlayStation as well. It's not I won't sugarcoat it. Not everything's great, but when you, there's a lot of downsides to PlayStation as well, it's like dude, making well, when, when you when you when you got when you got to log in, even that bit, that part of the process is so fast on, on the Xbox because of that that authenticator app. And there is an authenticator, I think, for the PlayStation now, or did they just text you? It's still not that easy. It's it's not it's not as fast. No. Um. It's so not. when it comes to making digital purchases on the PlayStation, hey, what's up, Invader? Welcome, um, Invader, TXR podcast. I just caught up today. Great show on Sunday. Great, great opinion, Centurion and crew. Good show. Um. So if you want to know, I do buy. I have finally lowered my standards a little bit when it comes to buying games digitally on the PlayStation because there yeah, is some buy them that, cheaper cheaper uh, as you can well it's not <laughs> as the idea of cheaper like uh look at um I think it was like Kenna Bridge of Spirits and also the the uh Horizon Forbidden West the digital deluxe oh, edition yeah yeah um those games were like obviously in the one title it's a digital deluxe edition that means it's only oh, available yeah. digitally um, yeah. And with Kenna Bridge of Spirits at the time, I don't even know if they still have a physical release. They might. I don't know. I think it's pure digital. I and so is. I have learned rather than keeping my credentials or whatever on the PlayStation itself or in the in the PlayStation network servers. Yeah, I actually now this is what's this is what gets kind of BS. I first have to log into my account online on my PC. I have to yeah. register my card into the PlayStation Network before I can make the purchase. So now they're saving my credentials in so their you, server. Oh, I, I know what you're going to say. So and you, you and buy it, and you go and fucking delete it. After. Exactly. I buy the oh. game, and then I delete my shit right out of their server. Um, And, th like, literally, it's like literally jumping through hoops dealing with having to protect yourself you should have done a better job protecting yourself on our systems you're absolutely right so i'm going to basically create this convoluted freaking system on how to buy games on your system and this is things that i do not have to do on other platforms well you can't buy money can you can you buy money cards now for playstation is that all gone so that's the other thing Sony wants people to be so heavily invested in their digital ecosystem. We want your card information. Please keep your card information in our unprotected systems. Oh, and by the way, we have taken away the ability for any company to issue any kind of currency other than the little paper cards that you can find hanging on the little wire racks at the register. Like if you go into GameStop, um, like, uh, here in the United States. Yeah. Don't, I'm a pro member. I, I try to like, don't get me wrong. I know GameStop is very shady. They, their, their tactics suck. They, they're, I, but dude, I guess there's a little bit of nostalgia there for me. And I would, I don't want to see companies like GameStop fall to the wayside because they really do have, a, a, they at least one time provided a very big service to the market. So maybe I'm just holding on to that. But part of the deal is you get $5 a month in credit. I'm able to walk. I walk into GameStop at the beginning of every month, and I get myself a ten dollars Xbox card, 
and that's $5 in store credit and $5 out of my pocket and I take it home. Now they issue that on a receipt. They, they can print me off a receipt. They have all these codes for different denominations. Yeah. When it comes to PlayStation though, uh, they're, they're, they're much more restrictive over on like, yeah, you can't really buy those cards a lot of times with certain store credits. Some store credit you can, other store credit you can't. Um, and I basically, and here's the thing, like, what if you want to buy a $10 game and the cheapest card you can find is 25 bucks. Now you're going to, you're going to trap like, you know, after tax and everything like eight bucks, like, you know, eight, 10 bucks on, on your PlayStation and your digital wallet, uh, until the next time you want to use it. Um, and that's where it's just like Sony has made these systems to try to shoehorn people into leaving their card information on consoles that are regularly hacked. And that's why I always laugh at that situation. Um, and like, I just, some of the things Sony does, like, I mean, you want to see one of the biggest flaws on a PlayStation console, go put your PlayStation console, whether it's a PS4 or a PS5 on standby Hopefully it doesn't mess up using standby to begin with. I never had oh, a problem. I never had a problem on the PS4 with standby, oh, sure. but on the PS5, I've heard that could be like the kiss of death for a PS5 console in certain conditions. So that makes me wonder whether I should go ahead and buy a PS5 this year. Well, just give it another year. <laughs> with a PS5, I will not hook a PS4 or a PS5. I will not hook an external hard drive to either one of those consoles for one reason. If that console is in standby mode and you disconnect that, that, that hard drive from it, that hard drive's done. There's really? no, there, there will be nothing wrong with that hard drive, but what's really like the funny part is I've heard it referred to as a, uh, um, like it was on review tech USA. He called it the scarlet letter. He's like, somehow PlayStation will recognize this hard drive for the rest of his existence as being damaged. Even though I took this hard drive, hooked it up to my freaking PC, and I store freaking my videos now on this external hard drive to basically have my videos like archived on, on an external hard drive on my PC. This hard drive has nothing wrong with it. Other than the fact that one night my cat was running across the entertainment center and hit the cord and pulled the USB cable out of the back of the console while it was in standby mode. And this was on a PS4 and it literally made it to where I can no longer use that hard drive on any PlayStation device. And the guy from Review Tech USA. Um, so the funny part is he actually has three hard drives that actually have this same problem. And these aren't just run of the mill, mediocre hard drives. Some of these are like the two, $300 external NVMI, NVMI hard drives, or uh, like basically like NVMe, NVMe, you know, the, like the super fast ones that are actually yeah. way better than an yeah. SSD. Um, and literally he's like, I've got three hard drives that literally have nothing wrong with them. But because the console messed up in standby mode, it basically gave them this like scarlet letter inside them that you can't use these ever again on a PlayStation. And it was all because uh, the, the console aired out during while it was in standby mode. 
Um, which is why I don't, I no longer use my PlayStation consoles in standby. Um, I always power them down completely. And I've also made the, the, at least for me, the, the, the decision of me wanting to protect my money as a consumer, I will no longer hook external hard drives to them because I don't want to have all my data become corrupted because the, the hard drive became disconnected. Meanwhile, that's, that's fair enough. You've also got someone in chat, Pyro MD. He's also part of the uh, PlayStation hack. He was affected by the PlayStation hack, just like you. See, uh, for me, it's just you know. And the thing is, you never know when you're going to be affected by it because honestly, exactly. like to really think about it, like a lot of times your information is just basically out there floating around, and 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 any time it could be ten years from now, fifteen years from now. 20 somebody could just finally just feel ah, i feel like using this guys i do check my data i've not as far as i know my data is not out there i've checked on multiple uh engines yeah they're hacked engines you can get it tells you what who's hacked what and as far as i know i didn't get mine so but who knows what's true eh, so welcome it, to what's welcome to what just happened welcome to muppet welcome to pyro thanks for stopping in i really appreciate it also just sorry to change no change you're subjects. fine like this is one thing that might surprise you a disney and marvel games showcase has been announced for the 9th of september that's new game showcase <clears throat> game showcase well they are wanting to That's capture the flag and growth that has taken place in gaming um it's interesting i don't know what they're going to show maybe for all you know they could they could show off um indiana jones because it's a disney property i mean or that that could be there who knows i don't know i don't know really what to expect with this so you are gonna probably like you're gonna see a lot of properties like so we a long time ago, many moons ago, Disney shut down all of their development studios for internal productions of games. Um, that's why everything you see, like from Industrial Light and Magic, which is the Star Wars and Indiana Jones franchises, um, to like the Disney stuff that they get from like Pixar and all these other companies. Um, it's all third party anymore because they don't want to have the the output the 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 money output to basically sustain these these uh these studios um and so i'm pretty sure they they didn't want to participate in games and then all of a sudden they saw hey guess what the pandemic can happen um gaming can explode at any moment at any time depending on the situations in the world and so that's where they're going to definitely want to chase this avenue of licensing out as much of their IP as they can to anybody who wants to create games. And they probably have done so much licensing at this point that they have all these titles that they want to make money on. And that's very interesting. Like uh, going back to like the advertising with Sony Everybody wants to champion Spider-Man back in the day. Like, oh, they wrapped a subway and a subway uh, car in uh, New York advertising Spider-Man, the video game. 
And at least from what I've dug up, that wasn't Sony who came up with that idea. That was like Disney and their money that paid for that whole thing to take place for a car to be a, a subway car to be wrapped out and advertise the, the Spider-Man game because they wanted to make the game successful. Because again, that's the Spider-Man IP. We understand that Mike, that like they're getting a profit sharing thing. So they want those profits to be good. Um, so I could see why they're going to do this because yeah, we're going to probably see titles like uh, maybe a star Wars. Game. Well, we got star Wars uh, Jedi. Um, I don't want, it's not fallen order. Jedi Outcast, I think it's called. Survivor. Uh, Jedi Survivor, something like that. Basically, part two to, to Fallen Order. They have that one. Uh, regretfully, um, I'm pretty sure we're not going to see the Knights of the Old Republic remake there, which is really going to be sad. Um, yeah, that was that, that was a big project. And a lot of people were excited about that. That's a bit of a crap. Oh, one yeah. And you know that the funny part is with that project is that is uh sony's platinum games just like platinum games with Scalebound here in the here over uh with microsoft they're gonna have um i forget the company's name but that company and the fact that they fumbled the ball with knights of the old republic that that's their platinum game situation that's where you know sometimes you got to kind of get bit on the hand or you know, bit on the butt, um, and to be taught a lesson. And Sony has had so much investment in third-party deals that they haven't really gotten burned. Um, but recently, I mean, we've saw it with, uh, what was the guy that for the game abandoned the game that was like the biggest hoax in PlayStation history. Um, then we saw yeah, but, Knights of the yeah, Old Republic. Yeah, but no, 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 no. The abandon had nothing to do with PlayStation. Just so you know. No, it was, but my, but PlayStation was giving them a lot of hype. Yeah, they made. Yeah, they. they that's the problem with hype. Something that's not an internal production. Yeah, because I listened to. Well, actually, they paid. Because did you know you could pay to be on the PlayStation blog? Oh yeah, you can also pay. Yeah, so, you also have so to pay to be part of the sale. Yeah, so it wasn't um, PlayStation hyping them; it was actually paid for. They paid for the paid to be on there. So that that was it. Because I listened to the interview with um, oh, Colin Mariarty and and the abandoned developer, and, and I'll give Colin Colin his dues. He when it comes to talking about game development. Because he's got financial, he is actually an owner in a, in a studio, in an indie development studio. He does actually know what to ask, and he was asking him, running circles around him, and this guy was coming up with nothing. He didn't. He just kept saying, "Oh, I can't tell you this. I can't tell you that." And every he says, "I'm asking the most basic question for a developer. You should know." And he didn't. He didn't know what to say. He, he knew nothing. Oh, it's in development. It's in development. You just, you just, yeah. If you ever, if you ever listen to it, you'll see what I mean. You will. It's. Uh, he said, "Did you bring me on this show to make fun of me?" He says, "No, I want the people. You, you're a very requested uh, developer to come on, and I'm asking you simple questions that most developers get asked." And in the end, he says, "You can't seem to answer them." And that's where yeah. everybody wants to say that abandoned did this. And I mean, and it's the developer's fault. It's the developer's fault. This guy was going on to PlayStation centric websites 
PlayStation blogs, PlayStation social media, and he was creating a PR problem for PlayStation. Um, and that's where as much as everybody wants to say that Sony has no fault, when you are a very large company, you sometimes have to come in and literally squash PR problems. We see Microsoft do this all the time. They, they come in and they correct things and they say um, that this isn't true or that isn't true or we're not able to, to, to do that. You know, Microsoft has, lately has been jumping head on into what is turning into PR problems uh, like the like. Let's take, for instance, the raising of the cost of Xbox Live, you know, according to Xbox. That, that was a, a pre-planned thing that they completely had forgot about. And the team that was in charge of it was basically running on their own and that they had no idea that they were, that the team was still going to do this. And it was a complete absolute shock for Phil Spencer. They made all those excuses of like, it wasn't us. It wasn't us, but they still had to jump head on in that PR problem. Because um, because you noticed that day, they, they, they all went silent on Twitter. All of them. Oh, yeah. They're having a big, big meeting about it, and then eventually they came, they came out and said their official statements. It was a mistake, etc. But yeah, were they testing? See, were they testing the waters as well? Were they half testing the waters? You know what I mean? So. Oh yeah, no, but that's where um they uh yeah Doom Reaper actually made it a better point. They weren't actually raising the price; they were removing the year savings. Um, and that's where it's like, um, for starters, um, consumers should have saw that coming. Like, I, I just try to say that, you know, the world changes, the world moves on. Um, and the consumers have to absolutely know that Xbox Live is an extremely antiquated system. And they are going to eventually, yeah, they backtracked this time. But the next time they do this, there is going to be no backtracking. They're already going to know what they are going to have. They already know it's going to be a PR problem and they're going to already have what they have to do in place to, to deal with that problem. Because at the end of the day, Microsoft wants people to move on with their lives from Xbox live because the system is like, I think like 20 years old at this point. Um, and that's where, you know, change sometimes happens um, very reluctantly and with people kicking and screaming. But that's where, I mean, it, it's this like we all they, know they, they, they could do it. They're going to raise the price of Game Pass one day. They they could do it because uh, welcome to Luke Steele as well. Welcome, mate. Thanks for popping in. Um, the, the, I've always said this. They could actually get rid of Xbox Live Gold. Now, not in the sense you think. My point is, now, if they were to do it, just basically, you know how much the, the Xbox Live Gold is? So just make Xbox uh, Game Pass console the same price as gold and remove gold and just have it the same price. It's a it's £1 more a month for, for, for uh, compared to gold. So just make it the same price, then remove gold, and just then everyone's on it the same price. But that would become it. That would be devaluing Xbox Game uh, Game Pass Ultimate because Xbox Live it's actually fifteen dollars. Well, hang on, you were just saying we need to get rid of gold, and now I'm just telling you a way they could do it without. 
See, the problem is, I still say they've probably got more still to this day. They've definitely got more Xbox Live Gold customers than they have Xbox Game Pass still to this day. They will have. The numbers will be far bigger. So, do you not believe me? So, yeah, but this is where... So, this is where I also have to tell people that, you know, it's... Guess what? You're not going to devalue something... And I'm not saying this towards you. I'm just saying this is people need to understand well, you're, not gonna devalue, well, you're not going to devalue Game Pass Ultimate by now all of a sudden making you get the same price for 10 bucks. Because the whole point no, no, with no, no, Game no. Pass you, Ultimate you, is you have access to Xbox Live and Game Pass or basically it, online playability plus Game Pass. It's only, it's only a quid though. I don't see how that would down. That would devalue that. That's not Xbox Gold. So yeah, you're telling Game me Pass Xbox Ultimate. Live Gold is like 12, 13 bucks now? No, what? No, no, no. What I'm saying is, all right. There's two tiers. You probably don't like. There's Xbox Live, um, Xbox Game Pass, which is ten ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pounds. And then you've got the console version of Game Pass. So there's not Ultimate. They still sell that version. I didn't. I'm on about the basic version of Game Pass. But There's to no bundle ultimate. in the online capabilities, that would be what the whole purpose of, of Game Pass Ultimate is, is you get Game but, Pass plus online capabilities. Yeah, but they're not, the problem is unless they want to move, the, these people are not going to move. A and, lot of people don't just want the, they only want the online. They don't care about the games. They just want the online. And they, they need they to pay. And in my, in my business, from what I've seen, you should pay a penalty for that. No, I don't think you should. That would no, be well, called actually, anti-con- if you really think about it, that'd so be a Sony move. I that could get, be. I could get, I could get cheaper internet rates if I choose to bundle my my internet with having cable television and having a phone put in my house. Well, uh, phones are complete. Uh, landlines are at least completely outdated, in my opinion, unless you have a business or something. Um, nobody really has a landline in their in their home anymore. Not very yeah, regularly. They make you have one. So have well, that's the thing. If you want to get that, but hey, if you want to, I'm literally paying the same price for my internet as somebody who who has who has internet, cable, and phone. I'm paying the same price. I am basically being penalized for not having the full kit and caboodle in their world so they're going to recover some of that cost by penalizing me same with cell phones with cell phones you have something that is referred to as a line access fee on average that fee is about 45 bucks but if you have a cell phone that is financed and you're paying a monthly premium on your cell phone because you financed your cell phone that line access fee actually drops down to 25 bucks so you're getting a $20 in savings on your line access fee because you're financing a phone through your phone company, or at least your Goodness. cell phone provider. When your, fo- when your phone is paid off, you, that line access fee cranks right back up to $45. I'll you are you penalized for not putting in as much revenue as they would like to see into their, into their business. So oh, here we go then. Right. The UK, you lot get ripped off big time. My phone isn't under contract now, right? So my, my phone bill's only 20 quid. Right. 
And that's where you, and now that, and now that's the other funny part. Everybody wants to be like, why is, you know, the United States like focused on by Sony? Why is the United States focused on by Microsoft? Why? Like, cause even though Sony is an, is a Japanese based product, they have moved all of their corporate structure over to the United States and they're focusing on the United States. Why? Because they're allowed to do things that can nickel and dime a customer into the ground that they can't do in other states. I mean, other parts of the world. While that's true, they've only moved PlayStation headquarters. I looked it up. They've only moved PlayStation headquarters there. Sony is still a Japanese company and the board of directors is, is in Japan. Well, of so course, but they're hyper focused. You would be hyper focused on an economy. So that's why I was trying to point out the American government has tuned all the rules and regulations for the benefit of the business rather than the consumer. And when you flip the script and you look at places like Australia and New Zealand, where the government is more out for the consumer than the business, well, they don't have much focus over there. Because they don't want to increase the amount of output that they have to to get that to, to get what their products or services over there because it's gonna basically trying to appease that system is very expensive. So therefore, you're not going to be hyperbolically focused on trying to appease the part of the world that makes you work harder. You're going to go to the part of the world where you can literally get away with like essential murder or very very underhanded tactics and sales and sales and marketing strategies that other parts of the world don't allow. Like look at the situation with loot boxes here in the United States. They completely do not try to govern the idea of gambling in games. Oh, it's just a video game. It's not gambling. If you really look at the technical side of it, lobbyists, right. Lobbyists, them lobbyists. Get me a Rolex and we'll forget about it. (laughs) <laughs> that's what goes on we but, know it. but also to look at it like here's the biggest thing like here in the united states with how big tech is in this country why in the hell do we have some of the most backwards ass internet structures in the world yeah like have you seen the speed di- like you guys like i've seen parts of the parts of the world in europe that have a full blown like like one gig uh up I mean downloads and like these massive upload speeds and all this other stuff. And for some reason in the United States, one of the biggest tech savvy countries in the world, we literally have parts of the United States that literally can't get over twenty five megabits a second. Yeah, see my internet at the minute is thirty six megabytes down. But my area where I live is currently having a massive upgrade. Um, they're like digging up roads everywhere, laying fiber cable everywhere. They won't and do that, that in the United States. And that will be when it when it's when it's ready. That will be up to up to uh, one gigabyte down. That, that will be. So, but you obviously the, got to pay uh, for cable that. companies yeah. out here. All the companies that do these uh like you said lobbyists um i remember when google fiber came out here they wanted to hang the fiber up in the telephone up in the the telephone poles with the uh with the electrical wires oh no no we can't do nope lobbyists prevented them from doing that um because 
it requires a large amount of money and ripping up city streets and changing um no it does cables yeah. out but what's even more what's even more is uh what's even more bs about that whole situation um so here in the united states we have a system known as a hardened drop where they have a machine that literally you, all you got to do is have a company come out and map out the ground and know exactly where everything is at in the ground and they have a machine that could literally pull a pvc conduit through the ground and basically, you know, you pull these wires through this conduit and they don't got to dig up the streets. They don't like I, the reason why I know this is I had them come do one on my building, the building that I live in, the apartment place that I live in. My my cable in the ground rotted out and I went for three months without Internet. And I told them, I'm like, I'm going to break my damn lease with this apartment complex. I was sold an apartment that was cable ready and internet ready. Well, that's no longer the case because it's, it you, you're not, they're like, well, we're not going to pay for the cable to be replaced. And literally I was like, well, I'm going to break my lease then. And it was like, Oh no, 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 please don't break your lease. And that's when they were like, what can we do to fix this? And I was like, well, I've been discussing it with one of the engineers at the cable company. And this is what you need to do. It's a machine that will literally pull a pipe under the building and we'll be able to reroute all these damaged reroute all these cables. And the cool part is with this pipe is if the cable ever breaks or rots out, you just pull the cable out of the damn pipe and you thread a new one through the pipe. Um, and this is, it, advanced, this is advanced shit. This is, I've not heard of this. I'll, t- I'll, I'll go down and I'll send you a photo of it. Like literally the top of the pipe is like right below my apartment. And yeah. like, there's two lo- every Ever since I showed my apartment complex how to do this, I showed the managers of my apartment complex that this was possible. They've had the cable company coming back and forth out of here for years, changing the cables out now using the same system because literally it crawls under the sidewalks. It goes underneath the corners of the buildings. And they've been using this exact same strategy to basically put these to fix the because the cables are old in this building. And they were like, oh, my God, they didn't even know this was possible because they thought that the cables had to go on the outside of the building and they didn't want to have all these god awful conduits all over the outside of the building. And as soon as I showed them that this was possible, it like changed their whole damn world for them. Yeah, that's that's mental about that. I don't think that what you're on about, Muppet. Bloody hell, Stubbs, really. I I don't know what you're on about. Tell me what you're on about, Muppet. I didn't, yeah, that won't be possible in this country. We've got too many burst pipes, eh, Muppet? Pixel Snapper. Yeah. <laughs> well, we that's have. what I mean. It, it doesn't do, me- I haven't seen them ever do a metal pipe. I've always seen them use uh, these great big reels of like heavy, hardcore, like plastic that is meant to go in and like it's supposed to be rot proof or something like that. I don't know what the, what the, I don't really know how true that statement is because it's still plastic, but it's definitely an alternative to like literally having these, these huge invasive construction projects to update these systems. And that's one of the things that like cracks me up. Like literally, like I see articles all the time from rural America about like schools that are, are happy that, Oh my God, we can finally have access to high speed internet because we've been stuck with broadband. Yeah. Um, we're, we're getting it, um, but obviously I won't be able to benefit from the top speeds until I'm out of my deal. Um, but I, I imagine that my internet will boost up to 70 anyway. 
once it happens. But uh, it could take a year or two. But I've never heard of a machine that does that before. Obviously, I know I know they can dig the ground up and put the lay the cable. But um, but yeah, yeah thanks it, for stopping by my pit. Appreciate it. I don't know how the process works exactly, but I stood out there That's and watched it because cool. they had to go completely around the building. They had to go under three or four sidewalks to get it here. And I mean, like it was like, like I saw in the machine, it looks like a giant drill rig, but it's turned on its side and it starts boring into the ground sideways and it's pulling this thing with it. And they have some way of actually turning the machine. Oh, okay. Fair enough. That's, that's different. Yeah. I'll have to have a look at that if you got in there. Yeah. That's interesting. That is. Anyways, we're getting on to now construction projects outside of gaming, but ah, people seem to be liking it. Hey, welcome, Pixel Slapper. My internet is fine. I employ 84, <laughs> 83 hamsters to keep on. <laughs> yeah, my, what knocked my internet out was because uh, I live pretty close to a busy st city street and they were working on the road doing something with the actual pipes in the ground in the road and the big giant machine that they had that was hammering out the street uh caused the cable to i guess this cable was probably holding on by a thread i don't know but yeah like literally just from them pounding on the street like about you know a couple hundred like about 100 feet from my front door um they caused the cable to break yeah i could say that happens a lot Normally, like in my, my town, when the power goes out, normally somebody's hit, hit a cable. Doesn't happen, very rarely happens, but um, we can. And with yours, it was your internet cable, mm -hmm. it was. But yeah, now, um, have you played the game uh, of a game pass? It's called As Dusk Falls. <laughs> no, I've watched Damn. a couple, I've watched hey, a couple what, people what, play I've it. Actually I've... Played it. For once, I've actually played a new game that you haven't played. And normally, I'm the one that hasn't played it. It's um, it's an excellent game. Excellent. I'll be honest, it's one of the best games I've played I mean, this year. However, I haven't played many new games, so it's great. It's more of a... Yeah, it's... Obviously, it's not a graphically intense game. It's not supposed to. It's one of these new games where you make the decisions and the moral decisions can change the effects of the game and how the story goes. Um, I did struggle in parts because obviously when you're a parent, you think like a parent, how a parent would react to certain situations. In this family, you have a child, you've got, you know, you've got a wife and that and grant. And this is about spoiling it, but there's certain decisions it, you think about from a moral perspective what what you'd do, even though you, even though I know I shouldn't feel that way. This is just a game; it's not real. But it was quite impactful. Um, yeah, it's an excellent game. I, I, I've completed it, even though I announced to everyone I hadn't completed it. It turns out I had completed it, and I played it twice. But you can have different endings. But I knew what I wanted a certain ending, and I got it. I was making decisions based off because I played it the first time, and 
I made a mistake with a decision and then I got there in the end with, and then I got the outcome I wanted. But it, it's it's definitely to... a game I need to check out. Um, yeah, I it, feel it, bad it, and, you know, saying don't, like... Don't don't feel bad because it's normally me that hasn't played the, played the fucking game. It's the one game I thought I'll actually play. I'll give it a go. And uh, <laughs> I did struggle with it. It pissed me off in points, you know. Some of the decisions... So some decisions, it just gives you like 10 seconds, but the real... The ones that are going to change, alter the course of the game, they give you, they, they don't time limit you. But it says be very careful. It just warns you to be very careful with this decision because the outcome can change the game. So, but um, I, I enjoyed it. I won't spoil no, but it's a great, it's a great game. Uh, excellent. It's 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 impactful. Um, however, it, people have got mixed opinions on that as does falls because. Some people can only play an hour of it. Some people just don't like it in general. Some people love it like me. But that's the way of all games it is. But I can't say a lot about it because you've not played it. Well, It would spoil it. It's a story. No, I'm not going to spoil I've it. Watched, now, that's the thing. I've watched a little bit of gameplay from like K-Mega and other people on uh, yeah. on social media, like when they post it on Twitter. Um, so... Yeah. That's why it's interesting because I feel like I'm getting my dose of that kind of game right now. Now, may, not exactly like that, but I don't know how it happened, but I decided to just whatever randomly purchase the Sherlock Holmes trilogy, which is um, Crime and Punishment, Devil's Daughter, and Chapter One. Um, yeah, and okay. The, what, for me, what I'm like, it's the same concept. Like when you play these games, uh, you for starters have to, you can accuse the complete wrong person. And, you know, if you accuse the wrong guy, you can go back and, uh, redo some of your decisions to try to figure out who really did it. Or you can just say, F it, accuse the wrong guy and move on and watch whatever happens to an innocent person. Uh, by the end of the game, you're graded on, you know, how how well you made your decisions. And you can even uh, there's even like a little bit of a difference in the ending uh, based on how you played the games. Um, like, do people die? Uh, do certain like how certain situations take place in the game? Uh, but what was really fun, what's really fun about playing this th this trilogy of games, which was done by Frogware, um, the first game very very rudimentary you get to walk around sherlock holmes apartment everything is like it's like basically you get you hang out in sherlock holmes apartment oh now you got to go to the botanical gardens and go check out what's going on over there because they just found a body you go oh, to the okay. door you go to the yeah. door and you go through a loading screen and you're at the botanical gardens um, or you can move around to Scotland Yard and you go inside Scotland Yard and move around. That was the first game. Uh, the second game, um, which is the Devil's Daughter, now you can walk up to the to the apartment door, walk that walk outside and explore um, the you know the the early 1800s London and walk around on the streets. Um, but you know the streets are somewhat like these little satellite little hub worlds and you get on your horse carriage and, Oh, I got to go to Scotland yard and it'll take you to a different part of the city and you can go visit Scotland yard from there. 
Um, in certain instances, you can wander your way back to your actual home. So um, it, there is a little bit of a open world quality to it, but it's still the same concept of you just kind of going through collecting all the evidence and putting it together like a puzzle and, you know, making your decisions. There's still the decisions that can be made. What really kind of made me like awe at the whole situation is I finally got into chapter one. And in chapter one, you could see how Frogware went with the Unity engine and decided to really take the concept of the game a step further. And they made this entire island called Cordona, where young Sherlock Holmes goes back and experiences the whole story of his childhood and like what made him Sherlock Holmes. And you're able to completely fully explore this area. Uh, this island, which has streets and street names. Like it, it's not like Assassin's Creed where it's like, go over here and they give you a map marker and you just go to the map marker here. It's like, you got to go to Oak lane and, and Allen street. Oh shit. Now you got to open up your map and you got to look over this entire damn map for these, these two cross streets to basically figure out where you need to go. And then when you get there again, there's no map marker. Oh, I got to find the, the damn music play the guy, the, the music teacher that had his violin stolen. So now you're looking around at the names of the buildings and you finally see so-and-so music lessons and you're like, oh, okay, it's right over there. Like the game actually makes you have to work to advance the game and be observant, which I thought was really cool. They introduced gunfighting mechanics and it's not your typical just shoot them and kill them. The whole concept is Sherlock Holmes actually doesn't want to kill people. He actually wants to arrest them. So now you have to, when you take shots, you have to incapacitate somebody to the point where you can arrest them with a final blow. Um, otherwise, if you completely shoot them dead, you actually receive a penalty for killing somebody. Sounds interesting. Them games, though. Definitely. Sounds interesting. That's pretty much what I've been playing for like the past week or so now is those games. On DSO? Um, ESO, a little bit here and there. ESO, it's kind of funny. ESO is like one of those things. That's what I love about ESO. Um, so he, uh, ESO is one of those games you come and come and go from. Um, Tell you who's playing it at the minute. Mass Mayhem. He's, he's really into it. <laughs> He's probably, and the thing is, I want to, you should, you should hit him up. Well, the only problem is I actually do want to play with him. I think we've talked about it in the past, but so they have what's known as the North American server and the European server. You told me, didn't you? And you can't, and you can't switch servers when you've started doing things. Oh, okay. No, no, so you won't be able to, would you? No, no. And that's the other thing too, though. Like, um, I come and go from it because I have uh, friends that I play the game with. Some of them are not as far. I'm like almost a level 900 at this point. Um, and I, I, I basically allow people to try to catch up. Like, I have uh, my my brother Gingerbeard uh, right now. He uh, he was like he started a brand new character. Cause he's always starting new characters, which cracks me up, but he literally grinded out uh, to where he's now like a level 237 and he's trying to catch up to me. And it's just like, well, I hope you packed the lunch. Cause you got a little while. <laughs> yeah. You have, yeah. 
Yeah, it's crazy. That is trying to catch up to level nine hundred. But that's where I've played all the. I've played with ESO. Like, I mean, you have the main game, then you have three faction uh, quests that are just as big as the main game. So when you buy, when you get into the base version of ESO, you probably have at least a good month or two of content. And if you are to play all the factions and everything, it would take you a while. And then you have the the add-on expansions. Um, like it started off with... Um, some really base ones that they created um, and you can actually buy them as a package deal. <clears throat> but that's where the, after that it started becoming these great big expansions that could be just as long as like some of the main stories of the original game. And I mean, that game now is so overwhelming to some people. Like literally it's like Skyrim is literally a small little dot in this world. And you're able to go to these places. And when you finally go to these places like Windhelm and, and, oh my God, what's the, what's the one like, so, there's Solitude, there's Skyrim. There's also, um, God, the place where all the, basically the Thieves Guild hung out at in Skyrim. When you really finally see that little geographic area in Elder Scrolls Online and you realize, oh my God, this is like a little teeny piece of this huge massive world and even then it doesn't stop there is it's just not the physical locations you have um the clockwork city which is basically another dimension in between the physical and the the, the between the physical and material uh, the physical and spiritual worlds and then you do have the spiritual world which is like cold harbor which is where people when they basically go to purgatory that's cold harbor you also have which are known as the Deadlands, which are pretty much their version of hell. Um, the, and there's so there's even places outside of the physical realm that you can go visit. And it's a very, very expansive game. Um, and it's not something that you just play and, you know, put down and you're done with it. Every time you go in, there's always something to do, something to explore. Um, and when you have a good group of friends to play with, um, you're able to go do quests that you couldn't do by yourself. Yeah, I have jumped. I, I, I have tried it. Probably needs to give it a little bit longer. Yep, Pyro's um, right. Riften. There we go. Riften. Yeah, it, it is a game I know a lot of people don't want to because they hear how much content there is. And there's a lot, lot of it. Uh, yeah, right and it might be because of the micro because yeah don't get me wrong when you play the game and you try to go to some of these uh expanded places yeah there's paywalls it's like well i you know like i don't know what like the game is on game pass you can go buy the game physically for 10 bucks a lot of time it goes on sale for 10 bucks you get a lot of content for 10 bucks but you ain't gonna oh, yeah. be getting all the content and yeah there there's a store in the game there's loot boxes, there's microtransactions that completely, if you go into the store, there's microtransactions everywhere. Um, but in the end, the microtransactions are not intrusive. They're, they're not. The only thing, the only microtransaction that's intrusive is the concept of having to pay for these expansions. Now, don't get me wrong. When you first start playing the game, 
yeah, you're like, oh, I wish I had a bigger inventory. Well, there's a microtransaction for that if you want, or you can play the game and you can upgrade your inventory over time. Um, or you could feel like you're running short on supplies. Well, you can either go and buy these supplies in the store, or you can go and play different parts of the game, gather resources and, and other materials and actually get and get these materials if you want to gr- if you want to play for them so it's like you have two avenues you can either have the way where you just pay your way through the game or you grind your way through the game and i could definitely say that um oh god i could only say i've i only bought materials one time like a handful of times and the only material i really wanted was filled soul gems and that was because the game uh, to charge your weapons, you need to have soul gems to rate to resurrect yourself. You need to have soul gems. Otherwise, you end up back at these these shrines that make you have to hike 100 miles back to where you were. Um, but in the end, I figured out that I wasn't exactly playing the game right. I needed to go do uh, boss fights and I had to do these what they call dark anchor fights. And at the end of most of these fights, you're given a soul gem. So if you start exploring and doing and doing the, you just can't like, you know, some people speed run the game. If you try to speed run ESO, you're going to run into so many problems that will prevent you from speed running it. The game is engineered to make you go and do different things depending on what you're wanting to do. That's fair enough. It's it's got a lot of value for you. It's um my dad jokes working. <laughs> it's it's an excellent uh, game once you get into it. It is. Then again, it's not my kind of game, but it's the problem is it's too many games to play, isn't there? There is, and obviously it's got that it's hardcore, just like just like Destiny has. So I'm playing Destiny again now. I am. Um I want to get back into Destiny, but I just do not that like see that's the only thing. Like just like I get on Sony about their business practices, which makes me not invest heavily into their ecosystem. Same with Destiny. I, I quit investing in their ecosystem the minute they started taking content away. And they yes. try to somehow justify it with this concept of oh well, you know, it, it it's just gonna make better functionality for the game. No, you yeah, guys well, actually have a very bad game engine and you're basically trying to create a workaround. Yeah, it's coming to the end of the game anyway. Hmm? They, reckon the, they reckon the next expansion that's due out next year, uh, Lightfall, they, they premiere, I think it's Lightfall, they premiere it on 23rd, giving out uh, more info, uh, 23rd of August, and apparently... Um, that's the last expansion for um, Destiny 2. I don't know what the plans are after that. Destiny 3 or... Well, there has been a, another a side, another game that they're working on, rumoured. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. But I, don't, be... I, don't know if, I don't know if that's it for Destiny 2. I don't, I don't know what the future holds. I can't, see honest... them, I can't see them ending Destiny, to be fair. I don't see them ending Destiny, but what they need to do is... Um, and they need to, for starters, overhaul their game engine, um, because their game engine, um, from talking with people like Crusader 
And I even asked him about this last night. You can check it out on TXR in the very beginning. It takes place in like the first 15 minutes. Um, he was talking about destiny. And one of the things that was pointed out was Shockley was having a problem getting into the game as a new to, to get back into the game. And he actually stated that um, the new player process or the returning player process is really bad because um, yeah I, I did I, I did catch that because um it's a it's a talk it's a talking point for a lot of big show it's like you know uh, Lord Cognito with uh, Abontis on the last word uh, they talk about that and and Ty Guy Travis they talk about that it's been talked about on the bitcast too with Travis uh, the the on the onboarding process for uh, new and returning players is terrible. You'd think after all that time, you did have it nailed, wouldn't you? But and, they haven't. Well, that's the thing. It's because of. So I've, I hate using the word flaw, but the game engine for Destiny, it, it's got problems. Um, and when the game gets over. 100 gigs they start having patching issues uh they have a lot of bug issues the optimization tanks um like crusader says if they go in and make one one minute little adjustment it could completely break something else in the game um and that's why they've had the sunset um sunset stuff um and that's where that's the problem. That's why they're sunsetting stuff. They're like, well, the game, you know, to optimize the player experience, just come out and say that you guys have a very improperly built game engine that wasn't meant for a game of this size or of, the, of this nature at that size. Um, because if you really look at it, Elder Scrolls Online, all of the content is there from day one to present. Nothing yep. has been sunsetted. That's true. That is. So, uh, like, yeah, they killed Cade Six. I no longer care to casually follow. Yeah, Cade Six was my was the, my favorite character. And when I found out, oh, that, I can't remember. Why, I can't believe they why they did that. I know. Oh, dude. Well, yeah. for starters, they killed off Cade Six, and then uh, they took the Forsaken. Uh, or I think, yeah, I think it was called the Forsaken expansion away, which was Cade Six's death and the main story revolved around him. And that's where you're just like, well, this, this is, this is BS at this point. They, they, they've completely made Cade Six to where he's non-existent. They've done all these things. I gave up on it. Like I literally did. Like I, I think I, I gave up on the witch queen because literally I was keeping up with them. When you find out that all like, I wanted to go back and start a new character and re-experience some of the original uh, um, content with, like, Lord Gaul. Like, do you know how many people don't even know who Lord Gaul is anymore? Please tell me you know who I'm talking about. I'm just getting back into the game. No. Did you even play Destiny 2 when it originally came out? Yep. Gaul Go. was the main... Yeah, Gaul was the main guy that was running... Uh, God, I think they were called the Red Army or something. Like, oh right, yes, he was I the do big dude that, that wore the mask yeah. that literally held yeah. the. Uh, yeah, 
Um, I oh, forget that. Yeah. At any rate, yeah, that's one of the things. Like you mentioned the word Gaul. People are like, who's Gaul? Unless you've been around Destiny since, yeah, Dominus Gaul. And that's where if you actually meet somebody who's getting into Destiny today for the first time, they don't know who Gaul is. They have to go on YouTube and watch that now. That's the problem. It's a lot of it is, oh, leave it. That's it. Like that, it's made to feel like that's a you problem for getting into the game late. There's nothing they should. There's plenty of content there, to, but the problem is to catch someone up from Destiny Two to now. It's a pretty long video, isn't it? Oh yeah, but it's yeah. not even that. It's the concept of like that's a you problem. That's a that's actually a big consumer problem is you're charging people for these expansions and these storylines. Oh yeah. And then you take them away. If that's the case, then turn destiny into a monthly subscription service or a or a yearly subscription service. But at any time, don't, don't try to make it look like, Oh, you're getting an expansion that we're going to take away in a certain period of time. Exactly. It's uh it's content I've got that I haven't completed and it's been taken away. You know. Exactly. So you feel like you didn't get the money's worth because you didn't get to play your content. And yeah, like and that's the other thing that cracks me up is you know, game developers need to realize <clears throat> that at no time should they make a game that makes you work harder than your own freaking job. Yeah, that's true. I know you get what you put into. I know it's the whole concept of get what you put into it, but they need to realize that people also have lives. They have families and to create a game around the concept of no lifing everything except that game. Really? Exactly. That's right. It's, um, welcome to Smitty Smith and Google. Paul, who was in here earlier. Thanks for popping in. Destiny is all about graphics and it's done well, but the game is pretty and the lore is pretty jank. Well, I don't know how to... You're probably right. I'm, I'm not up to date. I need to see Witch Queen, then I'm, then I'm up to date. I am. Which I do have Witch Queen. I just need to do it. I do. But yeah, as Pixel Slapper says, uh, probably call me back when it's on PlayStation Premium. It will be. They will put, I'm telling you now, it'll be, be Perker Premium. They'll put all the expansions on there because it is a free, the, it is free, Destiny. Their base, the base content is, is free to play. Then all the other expansions you've got to buy. They're, I think PlayStation will, without a doubt, put it on PlayStation Premium. All the expansions and even, I'm not saying they will put a season pass on there, but they could do that to lure some people on the PlayStation side into the service. They may have it, but that's a benefit they can use their advantage now if they wanted to. But yeah, that is, I, I won't blame them as the same will happen in the end if this Microsoft Activision Blizzard King deal ever 
uh, gets approved sometime next year. And don't tell me it's going to get approved by the end of this year because anyone who's talking, who's on about that, is talking out their rear ass. It's never going to happen. It's going to be out sometime. It'd be about or it'd be some late next year. This gate deal will be approved by because the problem I've got is a lot of these podcasts seems to think I, I, it's not no diss on you, Sinter, and you're you're not who I'm on about. You because you you understand the world outside of America. Everyone seems to think that the whole deal revolves around you know. The FTC, the FT, it all comes out of people's mouths on these podcasts. Well, yeah, the FT, the FTC deal, yeah. might close a little bit by the end of this year, but the FTC yeah. is one one entity in a whole world of entities. Well, the EU's the hardest, the one, the these podcasters don't listen, but the EU, out of all the bodies to to get past, is the EU. They're difficult. See, with the FTC, you could if Microsoft, if if FTC had an issue with litigation, Microsoft could just sue them into the ground. Well, you can't sue the you can't sue the EU. It doesn't work like that. It's not as simple. But it, it will pass. It will pass. But I just like to hear more of these podcasters mention other bodies rather than FTC, 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 because they're the easiest. Out of all of them, the EU is the hardest. And it only takes one of them governing bodies to put a spanner in the works and tank the deal. Well, because it, it, Microsoft will want approval globally. Well, will. a lot, it's kind of like, yeah. you know, everybody does, there's a lot of people that don't realize that other, other country, regu, other regulators in other countries have their say so too. This just isn't an American problem. We're talking about, an internationally traded company that has products all over the world in different regions. So anywhere they sell these products has a say in yeah. how this is going to work. And that's where, like, I remember um, when the, the stuff came out from Cade with, uh, with uh, the, the Brazilian regulators, everybody, there was a few people that thought it was like some random Brazilian, like, um, like media site or something that was making these statements. And then you had to be like, actually, these are the Brazilian regulators. Well, why do they have anything to say? Because they sell Xboxes and Playstations in Brazil. Yeah. Only trying and to it, get us and then it that. shocked a lot of people. Yeah. It's only, they're only trying to get, because they, they don't understand the games industry. They're just trying to ask for opinions. I mean, it won't. This Brazilian thing won't affect nothing to do with deal at all. The deal. I'll be honest. Um, you you spoke to Luke Steele at length about this and all sorts. In the end, you you, you listen to Hoax Law on YouTube as well, and pretty much uh, the general consensus that everyone thinks is going to pass without no issues. Obviously, it will be sometime late next year, despite what you hear about. You know, you always hear on the website, oh, the deal's going to close next month. It's, yeah, it's next year, sometime next year. But it, in the end, I think it will be, it will pass. And I, But like, like, welcome to Mav. I think um, Mav said the two most important are the FTC and the EU. It's nice to hear Mav say the EU, but I'd argue that, like Luke said, the UK is also an important one. Although we are very little compared to America. Just the UK and the EU, 
It's slightly harder than than um, the FTC to get past. They are. Leo, welcome. All your GBTB crew coming in. They are. Hey, what's up, Leo? So, what's up, Mav? <laughs> Sorry, I had my chat kind of minimized. Wow. Brazil has a population of almost 300 million. Damn, we're a dot, we are. Oh, dude, We've for got, real. You, we're, 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 we're tiny. You dude, that would... That me, I would love to go to Brazil one day and see Rio de Janeiro. Oh, I think we know it's so big. Wow, we're a tiny dot on the map. We are in Britain. You want to? So. You want to see? Um, Brazil. <laughs> you want to see a good example of like uh, Brazil? And I hate using this as an example, but uh, uh, Fast Six, the Fast and the Furious Six, when they and when they introduced uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, for the first time in the series, um, and that, and, oh, I've not watched it in years. Oh yeah, he's like, oh my god, yeah. What? It's like the sixth movie. I think it's like Fast Six. You're gonna laugh. I've not seen it since Fast. Or maybe it was three. Fast Five. I mean, oh. Fast Five or Fast Six. I forget which one. But yeah, like it was basically the one uh, before. I think Paul Walker passed away. Um and yeah, they did the whole thing in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and it was Leo actually Sanchez. you get to see a you actually get to see how big just that one city is in Brazil. Wow, yeah, Leo saying it's the fifth one. Yeah, Pyro like this is Brazil. That whole scene with with like basically uh Vin Diesel like when they try to arrest him and they're out there with all the other street racers and he's like this is Brazil and literally all the other street racers start pulling guns on the federal agents and now they're outnumbered and it was just funny as hell to watch I'm like that's funny as hell yeah well that's um, kind of that's the kind of stuff that like like Africa happens in Africa Africa's like police ain't got no hope in Africa in these, <laughs> some of these cities you know like when you see like T on watching a TV series at the minute called in the Canefield Killings, and a lot of it you, you think it's a joke, it's just made it for TV. But these police tried to go in and raid this boss man, uh, this gang. And he just laughs at him with his big fat cigar like a gangster. And these men started surrounding them with machine guns and they, they, they ran away then. But I was like, that's real life in Africa, parts of Africa, that is. Do you know what I mean? Same in Brazil, you know. It is, but yeah, it's um, I have to watch some fast films. I, I don't really watch films. People say, Oh, you've seen this and that. I don't, I, I don't watch them. I don't watch a lot of TV, to be fair. Oh, wow. No, I've all because of my ADHD, I've always got something playing in the background whenever I'm like working on my computer. Oh, or I have TV I on. I don't like, I do watch TV, but it's not like these. Oh, I've seen all these movies and I don't watch any movies very rarely. I don't, I, I don't. Have you seen my? You've. I've could have swore I've seen sent you my movie collection. I have seen your movie collection. Okay, it's massive. <laughs> it's massive. Sorry, and fair play not... and fair and fair play for keeping the physical library because that's that's a smart move. Oh, that dude, the way, the uh, with way the games, with with games, it's unavoidable to be digital. But with movies, yeah. pff, no, especially no. if you want true. 4k with proper sound and no frame drops and stuff like that you have to have like the disc playing on local hardware stubs lives in a cave yeah i do leo i do <laughs> you, you, you've 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 
you've called me out. Yeah, I live in a cave. It's fucking hot in the UK at the minute. Fucking hell. It's uh, hang on at the minute. It's fucking only 19 degrees, but it feels like a lot hotter. It's what? Yeah. Only 19 degrees, but in this room, it feels like an, it feels really hot. Did you say it was 89? 19. Oh, 19 degrees. Uh, like, that it, sounds it, like more it, like a Fahrenheit. The house. Room. See, the problem is that in the UK, it was 27 degrees. See, the problem is in the UK, all the houses, because we always have bad weather, they're built to keep the heat in, not the heat out. So if it's been hot all day, it stores up in the house. You see, so it still it still feels like it's twenty seven odd degrees, but it's not. So when I go upstairs with the aircon on, it'd be fine. But downstairs, it's bloody hot. So UK the UK is becoming hotter and hotter. It is. It's, it's not this summer. I reckon has been one of the hottest in a long, long time. We hit forty. Oh, dude, the whole forty degrees a couple of weeks back. Take off the winter clothes. I fucking ain't. I've got t shorts and t shirt on. If I no, I don't even I don't like wearing short jeans in this weather. But when you're taking that wasp nest, you sometimes have to. Obviously, with the gear on. Yeah, yeah, it's over 37 degrees Celsius here. Fucking hell, 37. Right now, currently. That's crazy. That is. Because everyone, if you know, Centurion can actually convert it back. <laughs> he does. So he's telling you what it. What was the conversion rate? To, so here right what, now, what according to here? wherever they have the thermometer, it's 99, which would be 37 in Celsius. Wow, that's crazy. But that's that that's actually cool compared to what I've seen. We're actually <clears throat> we're uh, as soon as we start getting out of August and getting into September, it would be kind of spotty. By the time we get in October. You, you don't you won't see jacket weather until about Halloween. Uh oh. Did I lose stubs? Thermometers, I forgot. What do you guys call thermometer? They they still have to be called a thermometer in the UK. Sorry about that. My son, my son wanted to drink. Oh, you're fine. Um, um, yeah, they would call them thermometers. Okay, because he said law thermometers. I forgot about them. Uh, okay, just making it's sure. It's so hot in the UK. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, it is hot. Wore, still had a bit of a heat wave because uh, who was saying? Tom Warren was saying on on Twitter that. Apparently, it was raining early on in London, and everyone was outside on the street celebrating. They were. It's meant to rain tomorrow, so whether it, whether it does or not, because it keep it keeps changing its mind. We keep getting told it's going to rain, and then it, then you wake up in the morning. The weather the weather's changed, so it's not going to rain. You know. Um, to answer Pyro's question, I I have an AC in my apartment. Now that's the funny part here in Phoenix. You have to have an AC because during the monsoon seasons, when it rains, swamp coolers, whatever you want to call them, the the, the 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 thing that fills up with water and wets the pads and blows air through wet pads, we call them swamp coolers here. Um, those things they're like are worthless during the rainy seasons. Um, now the funny part is at 
my dad's place when up when he was alive up in uh like a town like an hour and a half from here they were higher in the mountains and they could actually get away with using swamp coolers but even he put in window acs in his place to actually help keep it cool during the the monsoon seasons um but yeah like the funny part is that my job the warehouses themselves are actually cooled by these swamp coolers and it it's like it's like humidity hell inside the inside the uh the warehouses um but i like how like leo said i wore a hoodie to work today um when it's 125 oh, degrees out idiots. there's huh? idiots i say there's idiots i say in the uk thinking the badasses with the hoods up i'm thinking what a dick you know what I mean? so here here in arizona i don't know about you guys but skin cancer out here is a killer especially if you absorb too much sunlight I'll say it right now. I don't really tan. I burn. Um, so um, I actually don't. I gave up on sunblock because it's one of those things where you don't really know what you're getting or doesn't even work depending on what brand you get. And anything that's decent became expensive as all get out. So I actually learned to wear Under Armour. Um, I go outside completely in jeans and in long sleeve shirts. Um, you know, you're making me feel hot, even hotter. Well, actually, the funny part is when you wear the proper clothing, I'm actually cooler than people who are in a short sleeve shirt because the way the shirt, at least what they, the Under Armour heat gear is designed to use your sweat as a way of when a, when a breeze blows against you, it actually cools you down rather than allowing the sweat to just evaporate off your body. And yeah, I go outside completely clothed i i wear a hat that completely covers my entire head including the back of my neck i'm even wearing uh what they call a face scarf which basically i can put it up over my face to keep the sun off of my face um and also filter dust because i have the world's most jacked up allergies in my opinion i'm at my job i'm referred to as the real life darth vader because i i literally have a a mask that I wear on my face that has a HEPA filter built onto the side of it that literally has a battery pack. And when, when I'm actually with customers and it's on, you can actually hear it, hear me breathing through the HEPA filter. And it makes this weird noise because there's a fan blowing in it. Um, and yeah, it, 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 it's kind of funny because people think I'm like overprotective from like germs and it's like, no, I, I have a mask on that filters dust. Actually, that this thing doesn't do too much for germs. <laughs> yeah, no, Pyro's right. We don't have AC by standard, but I've got AC in the bedroom. But it's not like you guys have. I mean, I think you guys have it like on your walls built in, don't you? Well, I just have a unit where it's AC where you put the pipe out the window. Uh, yeah, you see, down. here we consider those portables where you put the pipe out the window. That's what I've got. But it's only one room, mine, so it's no good. But if you leave it on for like, a few hours, it does cool the whole of upstairs down, but not obviously not obviously downstairs. In my apartment, I have, like, basically it's like a giant hole that goes from my apartment into the top of the roof. Uh, the AC is on the top of the roof, and literally it... 
it filters all the air in my house and on my apartment, uh, cools it, and the exhaust is actually on the roof of the apartment. Oh, okay. I'm loving the fact people love the fact we're not talking about gaming. We're talking. I said it was hot, and everyone's <laughs> joining the conversation. It's just, it's good. So I'm not allowed to use window units here. I'm allowed to use uh, what's it called? The what you have the portable thing that goes in the window. Um, yeah. But um, to be honest, I have cats, and I know my cat would probably claw up the exhaust tube, so we don't go that route. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, uh, Pyro was on about we do have air bricks in in the UK. Yeah, but in the heat, you don't do shit. Do you know what I mean? The hell's an air brick? I mean, an air uh, brick. An air, an air brick. It's like got holes in it. I don't know the actual purpose of an air brick because if, it, if it's supposed to cool the house down, it doesn't. I'll probably yeah. need to look it up. Oh, most houses have air bricks. I don't want the fuck. I don't know what it does though. To be fair, I love doing I do know, though. comment. I do. What's that? Let's have a look. AC with the way AC we've got power man. wash simulator, lawnmower simulators. I wouldn't be surprised. It will. <laughs> it will. It will, it will AC come. repairman AC will. simulator. Oh, actually, I imagine if you were to go on, if Leo has PC or you, you, you do some interior. Go on Steam and type that in and see if something comes up. But in my very well, there might be one, just not on console. The very might you might have one. On I Steam. know there's car mechanic simulator, and I jokingly was like, "Oh my god, that'd be like hell to me." I don't want to have anything that reminds me of my job. But yeah, but um, yeah. dude, that's a game right there that I am surprised. Power wash simulator. I hear more people talking about that game more that, than it just blows my mind. It's it's a, it's a good. I've played it a couple of times, but it, it's taken off. But yet, the same people that love and enjoy playing it, so relaxing, won't actually go and power blast their car clean. It's the fact. It's the fact. It's on um on a game. It is. There is a Havoc simulator thing. Doom Reaper says. But yeah, it's been a fun chat. A little bit of gaming talk and shoot the shit style show. It's been good. I know, right? We're over here voicing our grievances about the, the gaming industry and all that other stuff. And it's just like, yeah. But I tell you, you know what, what I'm going to do. I'm going to give uh, Halo another chance. I always give it stick. But after hearing Ainsley talk about it, uh, we all know Ainsley loves Halo. On a bit on 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 a bit cash show, I was catching up with. I think I'm going to give it another go, Halo. I reckon uh, because I was always a bit harsh on it. But when you talk about his whole grand vision of of, of Halo Infinite and the the potential future scope is actually quite massive, what they're trying to go for. And Optic Gaming won, didn't they? They did. The, the um, HCS. So, Halo. It's funny you mentioned Halo, and that's like, I guess we could say, like, whether you're a fan of PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, Steam, or any other, or 
any other place that you prefer to play games, even on your damn cell phone, you got to just remember that sometimes what you would prefer may, you know, just because you prefer it and the people around you may prefer a certain feature or something being done doesn't mean that you make up the vast majority of, you know, what the developer sees or the analytics that they have at their disposal to make the decisions they do. Exactly. And that's where like with Halo, let's re I've always said you got to really think about it from a hardcore pair player perspective the game is a pain in the ass right now and a lot of and a lot of the hardcore dedicated Halo players are not happy with that situation. But when you look at what Microsoft was trying to do from a entry level position, getting people into the franchise, they made a game that is very easy for people to get into. It's free to play multiplayer. The, the campaign is on game pass. The it's very, very inclusive on trying to get anybody to play the game. Whether you're somebody who has just picked up an Xbox controller for the first time in their life or somebody who lives with an Xbox controller in their hand, um, all the way to like having the television show to expose people to the concept of Halo and like, oh my God, Master Chief seems cool. Let's go play the game. From a perspective of trying to get people into the franchise, it's been a success for Microsoft. Um, and that's where you have to change your perspective on how to gauge, well, is it a success or is it a failure? Microsoft, I'm pretty sure, is not happy with the situation that a lot of the hardcore fans are unhappy, but at least from one half, the glass half full kind of situation, um, Microsoft has done some of the things they wanted to do. And that's where um, I know at the end of the day, when we all talk about our wants and the things we would like to see in the games we play and the hardware that we use to play them, at the end of the day, all we can do is voice our opinions, our concerns, uh, what we would like to see, but not at any time should we throw a fit and do crazy, absolute asinine crap to somehow scream and throw a temper tantrum to get acknowledgement. Um, like one of the pull, instances pull, I saw. Pull, pull, hmm? pull your trousers down. Like or that, well, actually, that that was like, yeah, like basically wanting to send oh. a, a, a an, an, an autonomy pick. <laughs> To, to to gaming developers to like force their hand on a release date of a game. Well, or, they think it works now because or, it's got a whore. Well, actually, what was even more disgusting is um the other, like I saw it on YouTube, uh, not YouTube, Twitter yesterday. Some guy went on Twitter. I really hope this is satire. And at the end of the day, I could really hope that this is just satire and people just screwing around in a very, very immature way. I hope to God they are not serious. I cannot believe that this guy was filming himself looking really? at Spider-Man on, on the PlayStation store for sale for PC. And he is over here mad and angry that they're selling the game on PC, a game that has been out for umpteen years and blah, blah, blah. It's made all its money that it can on the console. And this guy is literally talking about, Man, if I if I could go in and plant a bomb in Sony and blow that place up to stop them from doing this, you know, but I can't because I don't have the skills to do something like that. I'm like, are we really jokingly around talking Tom, about you bombing a developer because they put their game on get PC? You arrested. That can get you arrested. I'm sure that can. 
well, yeah, and but they, they would be able to be like, well, I didn't know I was ignorant. You were putting out threats. Come on, don't be stupid. And, and and that's where it's just like, are we really, are we really that of a like we cannot like it's the concept of getting your cake and eating it too. You know, guess what? There is disappointments in life. There is shit that's going to happen to you in life that that you're not agree with, but you also got to learn to to get over it because sometimes things are going to change whether you like it or not. Um, and that's a big classic case that can be said for Sony. Um, Mike, I knew Game Pass was going to completely redirect competition in the gaming market. And Sony is a little unhappy about that. They want the the, the concept of pay to play, you know, shell out your money to play this game. Um, we don't like, you can definitely tell Sony does not like subscription services. It's like, it's like, oh, well, fun, well, game pass. All right. Well, here's PS now premium freaking made us do it. You know, show some enthusiasm to wanting to at least change with the times. And, you know, at the same, like embrace concepts that actually put money back in the consumer's pockets. Don't boo hoo that you can't nickel and dime somebody to death for every little thing. Um, and that's where also gamers need to just accept the fact that sometimes games get delayed game games are going to change and you might not be happy with the mechanics or, or the art direction that they're going to go down or, or you don't get the content that you want on the day you want it at the same time. You got to learn to just go with the flow because man, you can't, you can't spend your whole life pissed off. You know, that's very unhealthy. That's true. That's true. I mean, it's more the reason I'm giving Halo another go because all they ever did was bash it on midweek gaming. And to be honest, it probably didn't deserve the bash I was giving it. I want to give it more of a fairer chance, to be honest, because it's a game I've always wanted to get into, Halo. Just need to give it more of a chance, to be honest. And the monetization methods, Pyro, yeah, I can see what you're on about. It's a hard one because I don't think their monetization methods are as bad as Fortnite. Um, but I don't know. I need to do, probably do some more research on that. But with free to play, um, that's what you get. Monetization that you don't like. That's the that's the way of the beast. But they're probably doing it wrong. You know, the idea is when you do a season pass, if you complete a season pass, you're supposed to have enough points to buy the next season pass. That's kind of common knowledge in the free to play space. I guess that Halo, the free for free didn't uh, didn't actually do any research on even Fortnite. You know, it wasn't difficult. But the scope, if you look at the wider scope, one day Halo could be a big game. It, to be fair, it's doing all right in the esports leagues in the minute. But just remember that if if Activision deal goes through that you're trusting Microsoft with the Call of Duty League. Mm. Yeah, hopefully they can maintain the league and keep it big and as it should be and expand it. But that's a big responsibility, that is, the Call of Duty League. It's big money, though, $25 million per franchise to be in the league. It's, it's, a, it's a... So you think if you're an esports team, that's $25 million before you've even paid the team or anything, ages, anything. That's the serious money involved. But that's eSports for you. It's not, you know what I mean? 
It is, but yeah, it's all in. I don't know why. I've gone on a tangent again. Sorry, Centurion. I don't know if that was connected. I don't know if that was connected or not. But yeah, um, it's been a good show. I reckon we should call it there because it's nearly, nearly two hours. But we will be back in two weeks, I will promise you. Hopefully, because every time I say that, it goes wrong, doesn't it? Something goes wrong. We will try and be back in two weeks' time. And Centurion might actually mention on GVTB that he does a podcast called Plastic Platforms because I believe on the last podcast of GVTB when there's any any things that's on my channel is random podcasts, not not plastic platforms podcast is on there. It goes random podcasts. <laughs> I need to get in. I'm wanting to get back in the content creation. Um, I, I, I took a small break because I, I needed to work on some things around here. Like my health was a big one, you know, kind of like what was going oh, I, on. I, I understand that. Oh, um, no. You know, it gets kind of scary when something starts affecting your hearing. And you're like, oh God, am I about to freaking have some? It's whatever, whatever was going on looks like it may have just been um, at least something that was mild, like associated with my migraines. Um, and when I say migraines, people like literally October of last year, I, I had a migraine put me in the hospital overnight. Like when the doctor asked me, scale of one to 10, how bad is it? I was like, I think I'd rather get shot right now. That's not good. Um, hey, so... Google poll. Google poll. What I meant was, if I'm saying it right, I know Microsoft is a two trillion dollar company, and I'm sh- they can afford to run the Call of Duty League. Just because you've got money doesn't mean you know how to run. Doesn't mean you're you can run things correctly. That's all I'm saying. If you look at how much money all the other companies have got. Microsoft has the most, and still all the studios. Do you get what I mean? It's, 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 uh, they're getting there. They are, but I'm sure, to be fair, the person who's running the Call of Duty League will just stay. The people running the Call of Duty League will just remain in place. So it'll be fine. But, yeah, sorry, sorry. No, you're fine. I totally get what you mean by that. And also, just because they're a $2 trillion company doesn't mean they're going to throw all $2 trillion at Xbox. Exactly. uh, Sorry, uh, Pixel Slapper. Yes, I messed up with that, actually. Um, I I noticed today that an hour, uh, 20 minutes, 40 minutes before the show went live, I actually (laughs) scheduled the podcast. For tomorrow, for, for yesterday at 10 p.m. So I apologize for that. Um, so we're only about 24 hours late. Yeah, I didn't really no, no, Normally, somebody tells me, "Oh, Stubbs, your show's listed as Sunday by mistake. Is it on Monday?" And no, I messed up there. So the next show will be, well, it should be in two weeks, and it'll be on Centurion's channel. It will be. So that should be the 20 month. If we do it, that'll be Monday, the 29th of August. That will be. If if it happens, hopefully it does happen. We're flipping between the channels. Centurion's channel probably doesn't know what's going on. He's gone live again. What's going on? I know, right? He will.
but no, it's been yeah, fun, yeah, man. It's, sure. it's definitely been fun. Having these conversations is always a blast and being able to chit chat and, and not really have, uh, I guess the, the established itinerary of topics that we need to discuss. Oh, it's just more like, uh, let's have a conversation and see what happens. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's very different because if you all didn't know, uh, I am bringing midweek gaming back despite mm-hmm. me. I, I, I am bringing midweek gaming back um, in September time, uh, despite the fact that I was putting this show on indefinitely over. Um, I had some thinking and I did miss the show. The panel's scaled back. Uh, there's not as many people on the panel now. It's it's a smaller show. It will be weekly still. And it, a lot of it was to do with the sh- ha- me having too many. All all the people that have been on Midweek Gaming, guests and panel members are great. Just I prefer the smaller panel because it's it, it can get overrun. It can. And I needed, I needed a break. And all the positive comments and words of wisdom and kind comments on Twitter, etc., just basically made me feel, I didn't realise how well liked the show was or myself. Didn't realise I was well thought of, but clearly am. So it's made me want to bring it back. So in September time, I'm bringing it back. It will be myself, Animated Evil, Cerebral Paul. Is I'm removal sanity. Have I just said four people, including myself there? <laughs> just trying to think. There we go. Me, Medieval, Cerebral Paul. I think that's it's the not panel. the name of your own cast. Joking. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. I think I think that's it. Um it's just four people, including myself. I think that's it. Myself, removal sanity, cerebral pool, animate. That's it. So it's me, cerebral pool, animated evil, and removal sanity. And then we have we will have some guests on as well. That and that will be the panel going forward. And Mr. Tushi will guest here and there. And I don't know about VJ. I've been trying to reach out to VJ wasn't very well. And um yeah, I've been trying to get hold of him. So VJ, if you're listening, I hope, I hope you're doing well. I hope to hear, I hope to hear from you soon. Um, but yes, yes, um, it's been a good show tonight. Thanks for thanks for doing it again. And we will should be happening in two weeks' time on Centurion's channel. But we will let you know. We will. So thanks for coming on Centurion and doing it once again. Hey, no problem. And, uh, um, yeah, and if you could, time. and if you could make me a little graphic for the um, plastic platforms feed, you know, you know that new, you know that new thumbnail we use for plastic platforms. Right, I know. I got to get back into making more so of them. One. I actually have it's, a lot of fun making them. Oh, it's just a little one for the uh, the podcast feeds. You don't have to make an individual one; just one. Or for plastic platforms or for... uh... No, for plastic platforms. Um, Do you want one for the Stubscast? No, just just plastic platforms would be fine. It will be. All right. It will be. I enjoy Um, making graphics. I'm I'm trying to turn it into my my professional job. 
that's that's a slow gr- grinding process. It will be. It will be. It's it's not because it because you work so much. It's not easy to always do it. It's not. Oh, dude! No, like I, I, I just went for the podcast feed, you know, Spotify, etc. Just, just new updated one more, like what, what we've got with the thumbnail. Just to, I've tried to make it smaller, but I can't, obviously. <clears throat> but I'll, 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 I'll send you the size. Oh well. Okay. So, anyway, anyway, thanks for tuning in, in, everyone, and we'll see you in two weeks' time. Later, everybody. See ya. Bye.